0: Welcome to Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose, where we pull back the curtain on running a financial advisory business focused on providing intentional advice to couples and families. I'm Dennis Morton.
1: And I'm Katie Brown. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in.
0: We're going to talk about an exercise today that we do at the end of every year with our team, with each other, and talk about how it might be a great exercise for couples and families to go through to make the most out of a period of reflection and anticipation for the year that's passed and the year that is to come. We're going to talk about looking back and looking forward. You want to describe how we've used this in the past and how it came to be?
1: Yeah, this was actually introduced to us from our business coach, Steve Sandusky, and probably probably... I would say after our first year of business, and he said, all right, let's let's walk through this exercise of reflecting on the past year and reflecting on things such as, you know, what are the accomplishments that you are most proud of, both professionally and personally. And that's that's one of the things I love about it too. It weaves in the personal and professional because we show up with all of that every day. But then also looking at things, like what were some of the best or worst decisions that you made? What did you learn along the way? If you had to rate on a scale of one to 10, how would you say this past year has been overall? And also, what are you disappointed about? What are you excited about? And then we get to flip to the other side to say, all right, now thinking ahead, what are some of the things that... Once again, you're looking forward to what would make it the best possible year, what would be a huge, inspiring transformational goal for the year ahead and talking through and, and maybe even putting down on paper, writing out a, a short paragraph or, or so to, to talk about this is where I want to be at the end of next year. And you can mix in anything that you want. Once again, personally, professionally, kind of combination of both. And there's some other elements to it as well. But what we love about it is that time to step back and really reflect and then project.
0: Yeah. One of the things that caught me off guard about this when we first did it was just how very personal it is. Like it's it's not you and I sitting there and saying, for us as business owners, it's not saying, what did Morton Brown do well? It's no, Dennis, what was the key relationship that you fell short on fostering? in the year that passed? Mm -hmm. What was the key relationship that you improved significantly? I wanna kind of walk through a little bit of these from looking back perspective. And as you're listening to this, I want you to think about a date night. I want you to think about your significant other. I want you to think about that window of time where you might have a glass of wine or just sit back by the fireplace and have a quiet moment to reflect. And maybe these are the kinds of questions that you ponder. Say, hey, let's start with the first one. What accomplishment are you most proud of professionally and personally this year. And Katie, did you have one in particular this year that you were most proud of professionally or personally?
1: I think there are a number of things, but I, I will say we had some incredible experiences this year. Dennis, you and your family had some incredible experiences this summer. You took your sabbatical and we knew that when you were leaving for five weeks, part of our goal was to not interrupt you at all during that five-week period and so myself and others in the office we fully took the reins and i'm very proud of how well we all navigated through that while you were gone and not only navigated through that but continued to grow in your absence continued to to keep the momentum going while you're gone so that was that was a pretty pretty big accomplishment in my mind
0: i agree and i i put down as both a professional and personal win from this year the my the five weeks sabbatical that we took over the summer was, was a big one, but you know, what was really interesting. I went back and I looked at the first one of the, the first looking back exercise that we ever did was at the end of 2019. And one of the questions, one of the harder questions at the end of the looking back segment is if you died in your sleep tonight, what if any unfinished aspect of your life that you can actively influence would cause you the most pain for not having completed. And in 2019, My answer to that question was not having taken the time to enjoy along the way the fruits of my years of work. And shortly thereafter, somewhere in 2020, we put together our big, hairy, audacious goal, and we added in that qualitative element of saying we need to enjoy this along the way. And we had the idea of a sabbatical plan. And then this year we executed on it. And I count that as one of my big wins this year. It's no longer the answer to a question of what would I regret because we were able to execute on it because we were aware of it years in advance. We asked the right questions. And similarly, one of the other things that I said I would like to do in years to come back in 2019 is build better personal relationships, deeper personal relationships, um, which I think for for a lot of people as you grow older is a challenge. And that was another thing I was really proud of this year is, is the personal relationships and fostering those along the way. So I say that because I can already see the results in 2023 of things that this exercise forced me to contemplate four years ago.
1: And when I reflect back on some of the things that we talked about in 2019, when we talked about building out our team and having the patience to find the right fit and and to not feel as if we just need this help right now, let's take the time to really find out or really discover who's going to be a great fit for us culturally, be in alignment with our philosophies and, and so forth. And we've had some really fantastic people join our team over the last couple of years. And I think much of that is is us intentionally saying, this is really important. We're going to make this a priority. And we know this will serve us well if we have the patience to do it right.
0: Yeah. 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 And I think some of that comes from our patience and letting it letting it happen organically, but also the, the intentionality of saying this is who we want to be as a business and what we need to do to get there and, and letting those laws of attraction kick in. And so again, to translate that into a couple or a family that's toxic, what kind of couple do we want to be? What kind of family do we want to be? What can I do personally to move the needle toward that vision for what this relationship could be at its ideal? It, it all starts with kind of reflecting on exactly where you are, And then asking the questions about what you want to become.
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a softer response and you have the conversation around what am I going to commit to so I can live a healthy life this next year? Mm -hmm. And and it might be fostering relationships or it might be more concrete where you, you set out some specific activity goals. For instance, going back to if I were to pass away tonight in my sleep, what would I regret as having left undone? For some families, too, it might be, shoot, we need to update our estate documents. We're going to make that a top priority this year. So reflecting on the pieces that are undone that you kind of kick the can down the road on and taking the time to recognize that, acknowledge that, pull that forward and say, this is a priority. And I think when you have that conversation with your spouse and you're talking out loud about it, now you're setting accountability, too. Yeah. And the both of you to get that buy in to say, yes, this is important not just for me, not just for you, but for our loved ones around us, let's make sure we get ABC done.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that's that was the other thing as I went back and looked at some of our previous documents is that there are things that show up regularly, mm-hmm. we still haven't quite addressed. There, there's elements of things like follow through and execution and just skill sets that are continuing to mature, but every family has those. I mean, a lot of it is Financial health, it's it's physical health, or, or other things that you just say, you know, we ha- really haven't moved the needle on this, and then so let's ask the questions about what we can do to improve.
1: Yeah, I think one thing that's consistently showed up on mine is being much more diligent about getting a good night's sleep, making sure that I, <laughs> I think I put that on mine every single year. I'm like, all right, you- I'm going to make this a priority this year. And honestly, I feel as if I'm in a better spot than I was a few years ago. Part of that's probably because my kids are a little older. <laughs> so their demands at, in the night hours are not as great as they might have been wandering in who knows when. But you're right. And, but even just to acknowledge and recognize that this is still this is still something I, I want to work on and I want to keep front of mind.
0: That's a really good point because I, in exactly zero relationships, can you say, okay, we're done? Like we're we're done growing, we're done. You know, we learned all we, we can learn. We're we're done all the growth we can grow. I, th- I think it's a a great humility exercise to say, you know, what? There's still an opportunity. There's still an opportunity to to foster this and to talk out loud about it, to put it down on paper. Like I love the idea of you know, we now have a file of these going back four years where we can look back and see we really have made meaningful progress. I look at some of the goals that we laid out in 2019. It's like wow, we mm-hmm. actually got there. That's pretty wild. Yeah, you know, or, or, or yeah. exceeded those. Yeah.
1: <laughs> The fact that we brought it beyond just you and I doing it as well, and and we, we really do solicit a lot of input from our team also, like we want to hear what do you think went well? What do you think that we stumbled over this past year that we could do better going forward? What is it going to take for us to reach the next set of goals? I think once again, even in families, and it it doesn't have to be a formalized exercise, but these are great topics to have even, you know, at the dinner table too, as we're going into the end of the year, what are you really proud of this past year? It's so interesting, you know, especially if you have multiple kids or many people sitting around the family table. I think something that's always fascinating when we read through like our our employee looking forward, looking back, how many similar themes there are that are, are woven through the feedback that we receive. And it's good. I mean, both both things for us to work on and also things that people are are proud of and excited about.
0: And a lot of that comes back to have we cast a vision? Do they recognize when we're on it, when we're off of it? And and I think a lot of that comes up is that they recognize, okay, this is something that's going to be that's going to inhibit what you guys have been talking about. And as as parents, as leaders and and everything else, talking out loud about that vision makes this exercise that much more powerful because you can sense when there's obstacles in the way mm-hmm.
1: And hopefully hopefully it allows in the conversations for people to kind of bat away some of the noise and get to what are the priorities what are the important things that are happening now because it is very easy to get caught in the day-to-day noise you know the day-to-day movements of the money or the, the little things that maybe just aren't going the way that you want them to go. I'm always a fan of taking a step back and, and looking with a broader, a broader view of things.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the looking forward portion. So the first question on looking forward is what is the one huge, inspiring transformational goal for next year that when achieved will make your 2024 a 10 out of 10? And the question is come up with like five potential goals and then narrow it down to just one. Yeah, I, I really like this because it's, it's, I like the brainstorming idea. For, first of all, come up with a lot of them and then see which one is actually going to move the needle for you. I think it's the antidote for New Year's resolutions that usually fail by January 21st or whatever the date is. Mm-hmm. What is something hugely transformational that you can park far enough out there that it's worth the effort to get there? Do you remember some of the ones that you've thought about in the past?
1: Um, I want to reflect back to previous years because so many of them from this past year were very specific to the business. Sure. One of the huge inspiring transformational goals that I have for next year. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be huge. Sometimes it's it's building that consistent momentum. Mm. Like I I want to start the flywheel.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so really connecting with other professionals, and and, in connecting deeper with clients to, to better understand where can we serve better for connecting with other professionals? How do we work with you on a larger scale? And are there people, I would say a big part of my goal is to identify and recognize families that are underserved, families that might be working with advisors that they have 500 clients and they just don't have the time to go as deep as, as I feel most families are really deserving of when it comes to getting into their financial picture. So one of my big goals is is to be very consistent and to consistently spread that word and also solicit that feedback. What can we do better and how can we identify who needs that?
0: Yep. Yep. I think my hugely inspiring transformational yeah, H I T hugely inspiring, transformational goal has a lot to do with breaking the mold of the way a lot of advisors operate. There's, there are a lot of lone wolves and, and and small packs that that really focus on. Well, this is what my capacity is. I think developing the team and uh, the team to be a multiplier for what the impact we're able to have on families is a worthy goal, and it's something that we have to work about. again. You know, it's just how do I take. My limited resources, and the limited resources of everyone around us, and have the combination two plus two equals ten, and that I think that's a really interesting exercise and something that's worthwhile, and I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. It is a multiplier effect, and uh, if we can do that from an advice perspective, that would be that would define a very successful twenty twenty four.
1: And you know what, your commentary and my commentary they both they both align toward, I think one of our big visionary goals too is really raising that bar for client expectations, sure. raising the bar for what they should expect walking into an advisor's office for it, the type of service, the type of team, the, the depth of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's one of my long-term goals, but I think that there are these pieces along the way. And so I, I love those focuses for next year, but the big goal is, Let's let families know what an advisory relationship could and should be like. And 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 eventually it would be great if that just becomes the expectation.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know, one other question on the looking forward side. There are things that are fall into the personal goals, professional goals, financial goals, all those things. But there is a question about committing to improving your health in the next year, you know, starting with yourself, making sure you're showing up as the best version. I'll I'll share mine. Mine is putting in the work during the winter. I don't like running in the dark. I don't like running in the cold. I don't like going outside when it's either dark or cold. But I noticed by the time March and April comes around, I'm wishing that I'd spent more time running, doing those things that are really invigorating, getting some vitamin D and and, uh, and being outside a little bit. So I think doing that more consistently is, is what I need to do. We're also adding a treadmill to the Morton household. Did I mention that? Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, that, that counts as an appliance, by the way. <laughs> we, still, we still don't own a microwave.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, so you're going to get a treadmill before you get a microwave. What do you stand on the toaster front?
0: The to- oh, We've had a toaster for a year, Katie. Oh. So we're, we're, we're good there. it It's okay. four slices of bread. does a great job. We, we had gone <laughs> we had gone four or five years without one. But yeah. So we will have one toaster, zero microwaves, and one treadmill probably in the next couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> I love it. How about you? Um. As I said before, better sleep, more sleep. I think <laughs> and I was looking back. I think that really has been my the thing that I put in there the last few years. I don't mind running in the cold. I actually I, I kind of enjoy running in the cold and I I enjoy running in the dark. It's a weird thing to say, but but I do. I'm pretty consistent with working out because that's part of my equilibrium. Like that, that helps me balance out my day. And, and I know that if I don't consistently do that, you don't want to be a me. I'm a bear. So, so I'm not. Now you tell me. <laughs> but it does come down to sleep and, and maybe spending more like mindful practices, you know, taking that time to just relax a little bit, actually. So I would, I would go to the other end of the spectrum, not necessarily build in more activity, but build in more quiet relaxation time. And rest.
0: All right. So as we try and balance out this relationship here, if I can take some credit for your running and you can take credit for my siestas, I think, we, <laughs> I think we've got it figured out on balance.
1: So that's where you go <laughs> <laughs> siestas. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: listen, listen, there's a whole lot of siesting happening in the household. <laughs> <else's. laughs> love a quick, love a quick nap. So, all right. Well, we love this uh, looking forward, looking backward exercise. We've shared a few questions and things to explore that. If you have other things that you'd like to explore, questions about how we've used it here with our team, happy to explore that further. In the meantime, wish you a great end of 2023, beginning of 24, and, and a transition to a healthy, happy new year.
1: Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose. We hope you enjoy getting to know us, how we approach leading a financial advisory practice, and the work we do every day to help families and couples make important financial decisions.
0: Morton Brown Family Wealth is an SEC registered investment advisor. This podcast is designed for educational and informational purposes and not intended as investment advice. More information can be found at www.mortonbrownfw.com. Alright, high energy. It's Christmas time. Ready. <laughs> Let's bring it. Let's bring it. And on a high note.
1: You may not you may not want to mention Christmas, like we're leading into Christmas or something. Just from like a timing time stamping perspective. I'm not sure exactly when it'll be released. I mean can, maybe the season.
0: Can so use I. Can I use Xmas? <laughs> Yuletide. Yuletide. Nice. <laughs> We're going to speak all in Dickensian English for this one. It's going to be (laughs) great.